As a thank you in advance for listening to this episode, please feel free to grab yourself a free copy of the Book of Public Speaking at thebookofpublicspeaking.com. Hello, everybody. It is Corey Poirier, and really excited to be back with the latest edition of the Let's Do Influencing show, and also really excited to have a first-time guest with us today. Uh, so, Kitty Mackay, really excited to have you here. And where I'd like to start, Kitty, is perhaps asking you an important question. Uh, can you tell us, Kitty, a little bit about your backstory and or your journey for those listeners that are discovering you today for the first time? Sure, I'd be happy to. Corey, um, I've lived all across Canada. Uh, started in Halifax, moved to Toronto, spent 25 years in beautiful Bath, Alberta. And I've basically been working in restaurants, offices. I had a cleaning business for 18 years between Alberta and Halifax. But something I always found myself doing, even when I was a small child, was tidying, arranging. Everything has to be in order. So people would just uh, find themselves, uh, my bosses were just leaving the arranging up to me. If the fridge had to be restocked, leave it for Kitty because uh, she'll do a good job. Or filing in offices. I actually uh, helped a doctor's office recently completely rearrange their files. That was a job. But a very satisfying job. Frustrating when you're doing it, but boy, when you see it at the end and you see the people's faces <laughs> light up because they can actually find things, wow. Um, so that is what I'm doing now, and I just love doing it. And so, Kitty, I know that you're also uh, venturing into, uh, as you mentioned, decluttering. And I guess my question about that is, why decluttering? Like, why does it sort of speak to you, or or it was a natural progression from what you were already doing? Like, what what does decluttering say to you? Why do you do it? I guess. And then the second part to that is, why do you think it's important? Well, Corey, I discovered from working with people who feel scattered and disorganized that it's usually caused by not knowing where to find things. And people spend, there's actually a survey done about this, that people spend hundreds of dollars per year and countless hours looking for things and buying things that they don't need because they can't find the original. And it's only because they don't have a system. And I help people get a system together so that they don't have to spend all of this money looking for the masking tape. How many people have three rolls of masking tape that they can't find, for example? Also, I feel very strongly that your exterior reflects your interior. So if if your surroundings are scattered, nine times out of ten, the person is feeling scattered within. And I know for myself, if things are cluttered in my own home, I don't feel right. And when I tidy, I feel calm again. So that's why I love helping people do it, because I I know what it does for me. I've seen what it does for other people, and it brings me joy. 
So, Kitty, that's so – I have to say it's something that you maybe have just motivated me as well because when you mentioned about people buying things they already have or don't need, something that I've been dealing with for a while is I'm a big um, vinyl or record fan, and so I actually have multiple copies of specific records because I love the record so much, but then I haven't listened to it maybe in a year, and I come across it somewhere and go, oh, I should own that record, and then I get home and go, <laughs> I already have that record. And so I we've been talking about how I need to get a system, and I know there's some apps that you can use where you input all your records, and then it tells you if you have it. So when you said that, it, it made me think of the amount of money I've probably spent on records over the years that I already own, and I'm sure I do it with everything else in my life. But anyway, it just made me think of records. So that is awesome. Um, I love it. So, Kitty, I know as well that uh, you – I've watched you evolve over the over the recent years. And as you, you know, we've chatted about off air, we both kind of watch each other evolve. But I've watched you evolve and I've watched you actually learn from a lot of different mentors, which I think is really important and something a lot of people miss out on. Perhaps out of that, I'd ask you, who is your biggest influencer and why? I would have to say my biggest influencer, I have two. The first is someone I listen to every morning, and that would be Darren Hardy. He does a Darren Hardy Daily, which uh, basically jumpstarts your day and gives you a kick in the butt. Bigger than him would be Suzanne Evans. She has changed my life, literally, over the last year. She has taught me, don't overthink it. Take action. 80% of your actions, uh, 80% of your actions or decisions are going to be wrong. But 20% of them will be right. And there is nothing worse than indecision, inaction. Just do it. Don't get bogged down in the minutia. And that is what Suzanne has taught me. And just pick up the phone, do whatever it takes. That's awesome. Well, that might be a segue, I think, Kitty, into the question that you know I ask about success. And uh, so I'd love to hear, Kitty, how do you define success? Hmm. My biggest definition of success, yes, it could be money, but really it's when I've made a positive difference in someone's life. Now, that sounds very highfalutin, so I'm going to knock it down a notch by saying, have I helped them enjoy life? And I'm going to knock it down even a notch further. I can't tell you how many times I've walked through through the Walmart checkout, for example, and I'll say to the cashier, hey, how you doing? And the look of shock on their face is just unbelievable. And they'll, they'll stutter for a moment and go, uh, uh, hey, fine, thank you. How are you? They are just so surprised that anybody has even noticed them. And one time a cashier actually said at the end of the transaction, thank you, you made my day. And I floated on air for the rest of the day, just knowing that <laughs> that little action, that it doesn't have to be much. You don't have to give somebody $100. Just a smile can make a difference. Or, hey, can I can I get that down off the shelf for you? And just, just seeing them beam, especially in this digital age where people are really more alone than they've ever been. We miss human contact. And that is what the definition of success really is to me at the end of the day. So, Kitty, here's another – you just gave me another lesson and a reminder – 
for me as well. I used to hand out cards, business cards, that on them they said the word, thank you for serving with excellence today. You are making a difference. And what I would do is if somebody delivered a customer experience to me that was at the highest level, I would give them a card and basically it just told them that somebody, like you said, acknowledges them, somebody sees them, I see you, I know you're here. And I have to say that there were times I had probably, I think when I was doing it regularly, I think I had about three people in restaurants, workers, break down, two crying and saying, my managers never said that to me. And You know, and, and, and basically here, here I have a customer that's telling it to me. And so it made that big of an impact. But what oh. it really spoke to me is I went to a restaurant. I, I forgot to leave a tip because there was, I was there with a client and the client that wanted to pick up the tab, but I still usually leave a tip. So I left. I was about 10 minutes away and realized it drove back and gave him the tip, but I also gave him the card because they were doing so great. And honestly, the guy took the tip, which was a $20 tip. Uh, it was on a small meal, but I gave more because I felt a bit guilty. But the wild part is, is I also gave him the card. And he said, thank you so much for the tip, but wow, this card. And we got into the discussion, and I found out for him that little business card meant like 100 times more than the tip because he gets tips every day, but he doesn't get acknowledged every day. So you just reminded me that I need to print out more of those cards and start doing that again. <laughs> that was the reminder. That's terrific. That's just terrific. What a great idea. But you know what? You just triggered it, so thank you. Um, And I guess, you know, I mentioned that uh, the other question was a good segue question into how do you define success, but I I feel as well we're going down a good path because we just kind of opened up a good question about purpose. You know, you you talk about, like, my purpose is to create a a positive ripple in people's lives, and so when I handed out that card, I realized I was doing that, and that's why I need to get back to it. Uh, But what do you think about this whole idea, Kitty, of purpose? Like, what does it actually mean to you? I've I've always looked at that question, Scance, because I think of purpose as being something great and grand scale. So I've taught myself to knock it down a little bit. As long as you have something to do, even just somewhere to go in the morning, it is so important. There is nothing worse than having no aim when you wake up in the morning and drag yourself into the kitchen for a coffee and you feel like you're just drifting. Nothing worse. You don't have to have a huge purpose if you don't have one yet. You will come across one. And I have recently come across mine, which is decluttering and helping people with their with their organizational challenges. That is now my purpose. But for the longest time, even for the through the time that we've known each other, I haven't known that purpose. But I've known that I have to have something, some small goal for that day. And once I've accomplished that goal, even if it's something as simple as doing the dishes, hey, I've done it and I can move forward, what else can I do? That is how important purpose is, and it doesn't have to be, to me anyway, and it doesn't have to be a big one. Start small, and the big stuff will come. Yeah, I I love that. And you and I were chatting as well about the fact that, and I'll say it, I mean, I've seen it happen lots where people, they, they had a purpose, and it could be just, like you say, it could be as simple as going to work every day, but they kept telling themselves that they would hold off on these big things they wanted to do until they passed or until they retired rather um you know past that work uh timeline like maybe they hit 65 or 70 depending on when they retire and they waited and waited and waited 
But then something strange happens for some people is that once they leave that job, even if it was a job they didn't like, but it still gave them purpose every day, they um, they lose that sense of purpose. And, and sometimes, sadly, uh, people don't make it long after retirement. And I really feel, from having a lot of discussions about this, it has to do with the fact that they don't have that purpose of getting up every day and going somewhere. So I, as you said, I think purpose is that important, Kitty. And I shared with you as well that my mother used to work at a, for, for a city, and she actually liked her job a lot. And then when she couldn't do it any longer because of um, – she had uh, she ended up getting carpal tunnel that they couldn't operate on in her wrist. And so she had to take an early retirement. For quite a few years there, she struggled because she didn't have that purpose anymore and going into work, just that action of having a purpose every day. And it makes that big of a difference. And I see the difference in her now that she has a purpose again. So, uh, you know, when you said that, you know, it's a struggle sometimes to understand what that whole thing purpose means. But I do believe it is that important that we have something to do and, like you say, an aim, even if it's just to wash the dishes today. But I think we all need something to shoot for. Absolutely. Actually, Corey, could I share just a really quick story? Yeah, please do. Okay. Um well, my father was in media arts all his life. He is now 81. He retired about 10 years ago. And when I moved to Halifax, I wanted to help him uh, because he's freelance. I wanted to help him. I had this dream of being of being father, daughter. And he said, no, I don't want to do it anymore. No, 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 no. A couple months ago, I broached to him the idea of maybe doing doing some videos with me. And he said, no, 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 no. We did our first one uh, about uh, about a month and a half ago, and he loved it. He is now, uh, I, so we did a second one, and when I asked him last night, hey, Dad, I'd like to do a pre-Christmas series, he said, when? I said, uh, can we Wednesday? <laughs> he says, what, t- what time? The man has refound his purpose. He is just all over it. He brings the lighting. He has come alive with this. That is amazing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Thank so, you. Uh, me too. <laughs> that is awesome, Katie. Well, again, you've given me another segue uh, to the, the next question uh, as we start to wind our way down. But this is a really big question. And I, why I take the segue is because you know, if he knew that when he was uh, younger, uh, he may have even had a different path or purpose. So uh, the question I want to ask, which you probably see which one is coming, is <laughs> what, what advice would you give your younger self, Kitty, and why? Hmm. I ha- I would tell my uh, tell my younger self a couple of things. Um, uh, the first one that comes to mind is save ten percent of every dime that you make. Because I waitressed for so many years and uh, came out of it with nothing to show for it. If I had saved 10%, just do the math, Corey. Uh, (laughs) Just put it away in a bank account and forget about it. That's easier said than done. And you don't think about these things when you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s. But um, believe me, it it would have been a game changer. My second thing would be to don't get bogged down in minutiae. Just make a decision and tackle what you're most afraid of, even if it's one step at a time. Uh, in my case, that happens to be technology. So I start small, I'll deal with the emails, and then move to more complicated things. 
So basically, yeah, save 10% of your income. Don't get bogged down in minutia and uh, tackle what you're most afraid of. Get it done first thing, and then it's off your plate. So, Kitty, this has been an absolute pleasure, and I'll call it a to be continued because I know we barely scratched the surface. But uh, my, I guess my last question in the interview is, how can we connect with you and, and learn more about the work that you're doing? Well, I suppose the the digital way would be to uh, visit my website. It's cluttersolutionsbykitty.com. And that's K-I-T-T-I. Or you can email me at kitty at cluttersolutionsbykitty.com. Or you could even do it the old-fashioned way and pick up the phone. That's my actually, that's my favorite way. 902-817-9341. Awesome. Well, Kitty Mackay, this has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, so thank you ever so much uh, for joining us today. And uh, and like I say, we'll call it a to-be-continued. Fantastic, Corey. Look forward to doing it again. This has been a real treat. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.